It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. I can't believe we have played eight weeks of uh, football, uh, and, and we finally have our champions in order. Yes. If you want to call it that. <laughs> well, a lot of co-champions, or at least a fair amount. I mean, well, the BWAC is finally resolved. So now that, that, that we've played eight weeks of football and we have the league results, do we know anything? <laughs> we know who goes in the history books as league champs. Uh, North Branch and Armada share that honor. We'll talk about that in the second segment. We already had all the MAC stuff cleaned up. It was very good night for our local MAC teams. And, uh, yeah. Good night for St. Clair. Yeah. How about the that? The Saints went off. They, it was a cathartic game for them putting up 42 points. And, yeah, I think uh, we need to keep spreading the word of Caleb Lettner. Yes. Because he is now within very legitimate striking distance of the eight-man state rushing record. He has broken multiple peck records. And when we get to the game in the third segment, it was just stupid and video game-esque. Yeah. He, he did a lot of stuff tonight. Let's put it that way. Yes. Probably drove the bus, too. Yeah, or he probably could just run to the field. He's like, he's basically Superman out there. But we will start in the MAC as we always do. Dennis, you were at Memorial Stadium, and the Huskies got a nice bounce back win. Yes, they did, and we'll talk about that in just a moment. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice. And the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700 for all your real estate needs. O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. 
Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Garrett Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Derek Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Derek Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things. Like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref. That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right. Uh, welcome back. Uh, Dennis and uh, Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports uh, podcast. Um I'm going to say that, and uh, and Larry Rollins and I actually get a little chuckle uh, during the post game because because I put it to him as you left a few points on the field. Uh, this this is a game where the final score does not in any way indicate how bad Northern crushed East Point tonight. This is a game, yeah. So if like a, a playoff opponent, let's say Lance Cruz is trying to scoreboard watch and look and figure out what they might be in for Lakeview and they go ooh they only beat them 24 to 8 but Dennis there was never even a moment where you thought East Point might have a prayer no no they were never in the game first off the Huskies should have scored 50 tonight um they had the ball the first half they had the ball on East Point side of the field uh on all but two drives well, they didn't and, get and their only came away with seventeen points. They didn't get their patented six block punts. <laughs> they did not block a punt tonight, and, I, and actually, there were times where I was waiting for that to happen. They did get Luke Fletcher back uh, tonight, and early on, he was an absolute monster. He had a lot of pent up en- energy. Uh, their defense was terrific. We'll get to the numbers uh, after we listen back to the uh, highlights of a Huskies twenty four to eight win over the Shamrocks. Williams again splits out wide to the right. Kerrigan and Cole to the left. As Fletcher works out of the shotgun, looking left, firing wide open as Kerrigan at the 10, makes a cut to the 5, and he's into the end zone for a Husky touchdown. 23 yards to Jake Kerrigan, who catches two passes on that drive and gets the Huskies on the board here early. With 8.04 to go in the first, it's 6-0. Port Huron Northern pending the extra point here. The 14, so this will be a 24-yard field goal attempt. 
This one is like an extra point, and he'll line drive it up there, and it is right down the middle. Kasparian nails it from 24 yards out, and the Huskies take a 10-0 lead with 4.26 to go here in the first quarter. Third down and about a half a yard for a touchdown. Again, they'll send uh, Cole to the right, Williams to the left. Prone and Moore in the backfield along with Fletcher on third and goal. And the give is to Prone, and this time he'll bang his way into the end zone for a Husky touchdown. Hayden Prone will score from a half yard out, and Northern will go up 16-0 here with 8.52 to go in the first half, pending the extra point. Cole is way out wide to the left. They've got two receivers to the right. Hayden prone straight ahead, and he's to the goal line, and he's into the end zone for a Husky touchdown. Three-yard run for Hayden prone, his second score of the game. Stretches it to 23-0 Huskies with 3.28 to go here in the third quarter. And with uh, seven seconds left in the game, token uh, touchdown and two-point conversion for uh, East Point, but by that point... Uh, Northern had uh, all the starters out of the game, and they were giving the backups a lot of playing time um, because it's valuable playing time. Here's here's the thing. I think Bloink is going to be back next week. At least he'll play some of that game against St. Clair. Maybe he won't play the whole game. Because you said he was dressed tonight, right? Yeah, I think he's going to play. But Fletcher has got to play three games now, and that's going to help him next year. Well, it's the Marine City model. I mean, Marine City, go back four years ago. Who was playing in mop-up duty uh, in in playoff games? Jeff Heslop. And you go back and they get these young guys. Hey, you know who I was talking about a year ago playing mop-up duty? Paul Muscat, who is playing a featuring a big role this year for Marine City, Paul Muscat. So, yeah, he's getting the, uh, those games in now. So, week one next year, he's not, oh, the bright lights. It's, hey. And the kids played varsity baseball. He's he he's a good enough kid, and he's guided them through these waters. Yeah, they lost last week, but it wasn't like he's the reason why they lost last week. And he threw threw four picks. But anyway, yeah, you have Larry to get you. Uh, I had you. Uh, Larry afterwards uh, again, uh, an, an impressive, especially by the defense, win for the Huskies. All right, welcome back with Larry Rollins, a twenty-four-eight victory over uh, East Point. Uh, Before I started recording this, we were just kind of going over the stats in our head, and and it was uh, – it's kind of scary how good your defense is sometimes. And uh, tonight, I thought it was very good. Yeah, defense played well. I mean, outstanding. Uh, I can't ask you more than than those guys. I mean, I think they had less than a total of 100 yards of offense tonight. Um, And actually, they got most of it in the fourth quarter against our, you know, our second and third string guys. Um, but yeah, the defense played great all night long. They got constant pressure um, offensively tonight. Uh, we struggled a bit at times from the ball, um, times with the ball decent at times here and there. Um, not kind of the outcome we wanted to get, but it was a solid win within senior night tonight. We got a lot of guys playing time tonight, so that was that's all that matters. The polite way to say it is, you guys had things in hand, but I thought you left some points out on the field tonight. <laughs> Yes, we, we we definitely did. We definitely did. Uh, but we came with the W, which was nice after uh, loss last week, after, you know, how we responded to get back there. Um, so that was nice. I was happy for our kids, happy for our seniors. Um, go on Saturday night for their last home game and uh, get ready for St. Clair next week. 
Um, the good news is you got Luke back uh, tonight, and I thought he played very well early in the ball game. He had a lot of energy, as you would think. Uh, I actually thought he was going to kill somebody out there uh, on that first defensive uh, stop. Uh, and uh, and it looks like uh, you're going to get Dylan back maybe sooner than you you thought you might. Yeah, yeah. Luke uh, got cleared this week. Uh, he came out. He was ready to rock and roll, and he. It's, it's nice to have him back. The kids see the confidence, and he brings another element to our defense for sure. Um, then uh, Dylan dressed tonight. Uh, he didn't play, of course, but he dressed in warmups and uh, for senior night and everything else, and was been throwing the ball at practice. So uh, um, we're hoping for good news next week from him, and we'll go from there. All right. Congratulations on the win, and good luck next week against St. Clair. Thanks. All right, there. There was. Uh, Has there Larry. been a more somber sounding. Uh, I mean, he, he he was smiling. He he, I he was smiling, but but he's also he's he's a coach, Brady. Oh and, yeah, and, and he looks at this game and he goes, "Man, we just clobbered that team, but I don't feel good about it." Yeah, because he knows that that's not an effort that will win them a playoff game. And Northern's getting to the point where, hey, we want to win those playoff games, and those kids know what it takes, but. You did what you were supposed to do. The defense gets Luke Fletcher back, and, well, the defense is pretty damn good without him, and he's just downright scary with him. Dennis, you gave me the stat about the one running back or the one ball carrier for East Point. Yeah. And it's just silly. Yeah, Derek Wallace, on his first carry of the game, he had a 55-yard run. Okay, that's a good start to your night. On his last carry of the game, he had a 49-yard run. That's a good way to end your night. So that's two carries for 104 yards. On the eight carries in between, he had negative five yards rushing. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, and come he on. Was, and he was one of the better ones. Okay. Um, so he finished 10 carries, 99 yards. Their, their next leading rusher was uh, Tyler Wiley. Three carries for no yards. Uh, and then they had, uh, they had two, two backs. One went for minus 16. The other went for minus 19. They ran the ball 29 times, East Point did. Yep. 13 got positive yards. 13 got negative yards. And three got no gain at all. So it was basically a flip of a coin if they gained yards. Yeah. And and, and by gaining yards, I mean they'd get a yard or two, right. three, maybe a four-yard run if they were splurging. <laughs> If they were having, if they were going really crazy with it, but, huh? but they, they, I mean, after Wallace had sixty-four yards on his first two carries, his next two carries went for negative nineteen. Wow! <laughs> wow! I mean, so it, it was just that kind. Of, they had zero yards passing with a minute left in the game, and, and finished with fifty. And they're not a wing T team. No, they they spread. They they opened the game, Brady, on their first drive, no back, five receivers. And they had zero yards passing until it didn't matter anymore. They had zero yards. They got their first completion with like 52 seconds left in the uh, the game and they completed two more passes on a drive. They scored with 7 seconds left. Yay. Congrats. Um uh, yeah, so so they had uh, they were they used four quarterbacks who combined to go three out of fifteen, which just annoyed you as as a broadcaster yes. having to play roulette because uh. because even the guys if they're not playing quarterback they stand in the backfield as running right. backs or they go in motion so it's like it's the same four guys are out there but which one's taking the snap um, so it it, it 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 was just kind of an ugly game but the the northern defense makes it ugly. 
Um, offensively, there's good and there's bad. I mean, obviously, there's good. They scored enough points to win and were healthily in control of this game all along. Right. The bad news is three turnovers. That's not going to work. Nope. Uh, and the, a lot of opportunities where they left points out there. But in the end, Fletcher, freshman, 13 out of 25 for 160. Or sophomore. Or sophomore, excuse me. 13 out of 25 for 163. Touchdown and an interception. Jacob Kerrigan had four catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. Eight different Huskies caught a pass. Um, and Hayden Prone, 25 carries tonight to get 88 yards and two touchdowns, but he did have two fumbles. He also caught a pass for 11 yards. Uh, all in all, the score doesn't indicate how much, like, Northern walked out on the field and the game was over. Yeah. They played, what, a C-plus game overall? I mean, their defense Their was, defense was an A. And their offense was their about offense a D-minus. Was, was, I'll give the offense a C, C-plus. It yeah. could have been better but it's not like they completely floundered it away and you're and it was an 8-6 game again. <laughs> um they they cashed in enough to win comfortably. So, they get a nice win. They will play St. Clair next week. We'll talk about the Saints in a moment, but Port Huron High 59-26 go down to Fitz did what we kind of expected. I didn't expect them to score 60, but they just continue to beat up the teams they're supposed to beat up. They're now 6-2 and two and very quietly have just been taking care of business. They go in, beat teams up, and go out. And that's kind of been PH's MO now for the last, what, three, four years? Yeah. And very quietly, Gavin Troy is like, He's got to be a 1,000-yard rusher this year. Or He's got to be close. Went over 150. We didn't have exact stats when they talked to some of their coaches. But they know he went for at least 150. So 150-plus for Gavin Troy. And it's nice to see him, knock on wood, play a full season, play healthy. Because last year you knew he was good and he had the injury bug. And you could never get him 100%. I mean, the run he had against Roseville, and that's a team that – has some dudes on it, and he went, what, 98 yards or something against them. So PH just keeps winning. And, again, what are we saying about PH if in week one they just have a normal Matt crossover and they beat a Matt goal team? Yeah. Like they're 7-1 and and their only loss is a seven-point game to their rival. Yep. That they had opportunities in. That they – that I bet you everyone on the south side is saying – Give, it, give them to us again. Give them to us again. Give yeah. them to us again. Because they want another shot. I don't know. It's been a more quiet year with PH. Like, there are years, like, remember 2020, where they had flash. They had dudes up and down the roster. And maybe we're just not giving them the love they deserve because they really are playing well. And, again, their two losses were they played bad. I mean, they, they played bad against GRCC. But even if they play really good, they probably don't win that game. And, again, the coin flip to Northern. Everything else, they haven't even thought about losing. Yeah, no, no. The, the, they have not been challenged in any of their other games. Uh, and so in the, the six games that they have won, they have all been multiple-point victories. Um, it's a couple times now that they've put up over 50 in a game. So – it makes me very curious what's going to happen next week when they renew the rivalry with Marysville. 
because we think Marysville's a, a, a plus team. We think they're on a better-than-average team. They've struggled against some of the bigger teams, Almont, which, again, in, in hindsight, that loss keeps looking better and better. Uh, Southlake, whose only loss is to Marine City. Yep. So they haven't lost to bad teams. They didn't, don't have that Clintondale loss from a year ago. And they just keep taking care of business. 50-12 to 12 they beat, and, well, they're – there might not be anyone that ever saw this game besides the players. <laughs> it's going to be the kids are going to be telling stories in school like when you catch a fish. Like, no, I juked out seven kids on my touchdown yeah. because no one's there to tell them he didn't. It, it, it's possible Carter Sacucci did. Yeah, he went, what, 11 carries, 127 yards, and four touchdowns. And you don't get in the 50s with usually without a defensive or special team score two pick sixes for Marysville. Yeah, that's uh, uh, Donahue had one of them, so that's yeah. at least two weeks in a row he's had an interception. Coates had the other. And Coates had the other uh, pick six uh, for them, and, and this all around, this is uh, what you want Marysville to do against Lincoln. Yes. Like earlier in the season when they played Hazel Park and and I think it was 53-12 to 12 or whatever it was, um, you, you like to see them take advantage of these teams uh, and have a big night, and they got to be feeling pretty good going into the PH game. They do. They really do, and it's going to be an interesting clash of styles. Dennis, I don't know if PH has played a wing T team this century. <laughs> Seriously. I mean – Sterling Heights runs the option, which is similar, but not the same. And it's different. I mean, you talk to Marine City when they have to play teams down in the Detroit metro area, especially ones that don't play in the MAC, that only play usually spread or sometimes power teams. The wing tee isn't what it was when you first started, where basically, unless you were an anomaly, you didn't run some version of the wing tee. Yeah, I mean... We'll we'll see uh, the 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 thing with well the thing the, the thing with PH is the their speed and their athleticism might help them if they make mistakes they won't it won't hurt as much yeah plus plus the fact that um, I, I mean I'm looking at it maybe we have a really high scoring game here because. For as much as PH defense might struggle with the wing T and Marysville's offense, um, PH's offense, I mean, they just coming off a 59-point uh, game. Could be a fun one. And we know what they've been doing. So the, the, this could be a, t a night that the defenses don't want to talk to you after the game, but the offensive <laughs> guys do. Yeah. Yeah, the offensive coordinators are having a great time, and the defensive coordinators are, are ripping their their hair out. So and so, saying that, we'll have a six three game. Yep, <laughs> because we thought we might have a six three game at East China Stadium. Nope, St. Clair unloads weeks worth of frustration. They finally. This is good to see. Yes, they finally get the monkey off their back. Logan Ellis is back playing forty two to six 
And that is, I can tell you from experience, there was a year, uh, Dennis, I was talking to you on the phone on my way back from North Branch, and there was a year at Wayne State we were struggling. I think we only ended up with two wins that year, and our offense was struggling. And then Northwood came in, and we went off for like 56 points, and you just felt like you could do nothing wrong, and it's just that sigh of relief, and you get in the locker room, and you're like, finally, we did it. Yeah, maybe it wasn't the best opponent, but they... Hey, they played Lincoln earlier in the year, and they only scored 28. And they have they have to listen to us two blowhards tell, well, we got to see them do something with the offense. Got to see them do something with the offense. Hey, I'm telling you did. right now, Hazel Park looked at their schedule and said, oh, we're going to St. Clair this week. we got a chance to win a game. Yeah. Yeah, no, you don't. Because if they win this game, they're 5-3 and three and flirting with the playoffs. So you didn't play against a dead team by any means. And they had flirted with winning the bronze, which, by the way, how about the silver just flexing all up and down the bronze? <laughs> yeah. Since we were talking about my bronze disrespect, it was not unwarranted. Uh, but Logan Ellis, 141 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Peyton Ellis only threw for a buck 23, which is still a good night, but four times his passes found the end zone, three of them to Jackson Oles. Yeah, I, I like Jackson Oles. He's a he's a not a big dude, but he's speedy. Mm-hmm. You get the ball to him in, in space. Shifty. I, I, I said this after the Marysville uh game and they didn't even score against Marysville. I like Oles and I like Nesbitt and I like Peyton Ellis when he's got time. Obviously he had time to do stuff uh, tonight. And having a run game, having Logan Ellis in there makes a difference too, because it keeps the defense honest. They can't just sell out on charging after the quarterback. Yeah, so congratulations, St. Clair. Enjoy it. I know it won't propel you to the playoffs, but we talked about having culture, and we talked about the environment and how the players are responding. This tells me that it's not a bad environment. The kids are still working hard. The coaches are still coaching hard, and they have pride and they get a big win on homecoming because, Dennis, it would have been really easy for St. Clair to mail it in after their rivalry um, and, loss. And, and they haven't – and, oh, by the way, their defense only gave up six points this week. Their defense has played well and has been a bright spot for them all season long. Yes, it has. So, congratulations, Saints. Enjoy it. Just like your district counterpart is enjoying it. Marine City, no Zach Tetler, no problem. They win 34-12. to Dennis, it was 34 to nothing. Centerline never had a chance in this game. And the two, the Mac Bronze and the Mac Silver champs faced off, and they were miles apart. Man, kick one more extra point, and maybe you get a shutout in that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because the clock's running. Uh, but I'm, I'm sure they're really happy with another uh, win. Uh, that gets them to 7-1, and one. The, and they got a tough Game Seven in, straight wins. They've got a tough game in week nine with Durand. Real quick, I want to give you some stats. Anthony Rafino carried it 17 times for a buck. Oh, excuse me, for 96. And he had two touchdowns. Uh, Paul Muscat had 44 yards and a touchdown. And Lincoln Osterlin carried it six to, uh, excuse me, two times, had six yards, but found the end zone one time. And throwing Jeff Heslop was six for eight for 91 yards. And a touchdown. That's efficient. It's it's what Marine City does now. Hey, we didn't. We thought Durand would be a nice test for them uh, going into Week Nine. We didn't think Durand would be eight and zero and just have beaten New Lothrop. Yeah, uh, Durand's good. 
So this, like I said, uh, I think I said it on the last show we did. Um, this is a, a good game because it, it's like a, a playoff game. It, it's like a regional final game. Right. And it, it if you lose it, you still get to play next week. Yes. You get to play a real playoff game next week. But if you win it, you're feeling boy, really you, good. Do, aren't, aren't you walking into the districts with your chest out? Yes, you are. And, well, if we didn't have two rivalry games next week, two local, local games, one of us might be driving out to Durand. But, no, I mean, between St. Clair Northern and Marysville High, it's it's everything we ask for in yeah. scheduling. So we can't we can't reject any of those two. We're going to sneak the prep bowl in for you, too. Yeah, we do have the prep bowl next Saturday. We'll talk about Mooney, who just set another school record. Should have mentioned that in the intro, but... Anything else with the Mac that you want to talk about before we uh, we move on to the BWAC? Uh, it, it was just a it, it's a good night again. You you look at the, a lot of high scores there, um, and and the lowest score might have been the most lopsided game of them all. Yeah, with, with the way Northern played, uh, but a big win for PH, big win for Marysville. Big win for St. Clair, and Marine City always wins big. Yeah, and as I was mentioning, the silver dominating over the bronze. What, did Lamphere beat Clawson like 63 to 63 nothing? 63 to nothing, And Clawson yeah. was the runner-up in the bronze. Yeah, the only one I don't know. Southlake won. I don't know what the final was, but yeah. I know they won, and I think by a lot. And who am I missing? Oh. Clintondale. What? Was the only team that I didn't. I, I think they were playing Madison, and I don't know if there was a game or not. I think they won like twenty-four nothing. I'll have to double check. Okay. But anyway, the one thing I like about our MAC teams is yeah, all Southlake was playing New Haven, so they won big. <laughs> That's that. Uh, throughout the year, I don't think there was a MAC team that lost a game we felt they shouldn't have. I mean, if you want to argue Marysville against Southlake, but that was a 50-50 game, that was a toss-up. No one was going, oh, what the hell are you doing, Marysville? They all took care of business when they needed to. Well, I, I, I know this, and, and I'm hoping they make the playoffs, but if they don't get in, they're going to look back at that Southlake game, and that's going to be the one where they had the lead in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. and couldn't hang on to it. But enjoy tonight. Next week will be a lot of fun. BWAX was a lot of fun, and we finally have champions, co-champs. And, and I still don't know about any of these teams. No. I'm going to say that right right off the cuff, and I'll tell you why. What, and when we get to the playoffs, yeah. we're going to go, I don't know how far any of these teams can go. No, I, I, I really don't. Um, but we can at least say this guy and this guy are the champs. And right. this is why. And we'll do that when we come back. Get ready for outdoor fun at Alpine Cycles in downtown Port Huron. Skateboards, bikes, longboards, and accessories. They have everything you need to enjoy the warm weather. Alpine Cycles offers the best selection, and they're always getting new daily arrivals. Stop by Alpine Cycles today at 762 Huron Avenue at the corner of Huron and Glenwood or call 982-9281. Open Monday from 10 until 6, Friday and Sunday, noon to 4. When you run with us on a Gator UTV, the engine has your full attention, the herd takes notice, and the trail meets its match. Because with effortless four-wheel drive and our smoothest shifting transmission yet, nothing runs like a deer. Search John Deere Gator for more. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. 
Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. When today is unpredictable, staying focused on your long-term financial goals matters more than ever. Count on your Ameriprise advisor for personalized, goal-based advice to help you navigate now and stay on track for tomorrow. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Ah, the BWAC. Your I nemesis. still don't understand you, BWAC. Well, we have champions. Yes. And we'll start with North Branch. Um, they beat Croslex 35-21. And I want to get into the highlights and the interview. I talked to Coach Furman and Will Damasca after the game. But once we get into the stats, Dennis, game wasn't as close as the scoreboard says. The stats say 
North Branch dominated. And we'll dissect this in a minute, but first... Here's what it sounded like. Damasca under center. First and goal from the 10. Snap. Handoff. Henny up the middle. Untouched. Into the end zone. Touchdown. North Branch. The Broncos strike first. Left. One man near side. Espinosa takes a snap on second and one. Keeps it up the middle. 30, 25, 20, 15, 10. Espinosa gets in the end zone for Cross. Lex takes them just 90 seconds and the Pioneers answer. Under center, Damascus, snap, handoff, middle, stumbling across the goal line and into the end zone. Aiden Swash. 4.51 and rolling in the second quarter. 14-7, North Branch, Cross Lex trying to answer from the right hash. Second and six, quick snap, handoff, no play action. Espinoza up the middle, no one in the same zip code as Espinoza. He'll waltz into the end zone. Touchdown, Cross Lex. Damascus. Under center, again, Swash and Henny, the men behind him in the wing tee. No one split out wide. Damascus snap, left side option, pitch. Henny cuts up at the 10, to the 5, working towards the corner of the end zone, and he gets in. Touchdown, North Branch. Damascus snap, handoff left side. Chapman across the goal line, into the end zone. Fourth touchdown of the game for North Branch. Crosslock snap, handoff, Grappy right side, cuts inside the right tackle. First down, more. End zone, touchdown, Crosslock. Damasca, snap, handoff, middle, Henny, room to work, 40, 45, 50, evades the tackler, 40, 35, 30, down the numbers, no one's catching Ryan Henny, North Branch, with a huge touchdown from 65 yards out, they answer the bell before the third quarter ends. Espinoza out of the gun, trips right side, one man far side. That's Soul. Snap, roll out right. Looks, looks. Soul steps into a throw over the middle. Tipped, and Mayberry picks it off at the 30. 35 40. Working the other way. Mayberry is stumbling down to the 49. There's a flag at the 35. It was after the interception. Still time left on the clock. Doesn't matter. Handshake lines are starting. And North Branch. Claims a share of the BWAC title. They down Cross Lex 35-21 for their second BWAC title in three years. Well, and they were, they were having a great time. And after a loss to Armada where you talk to the coaches, obviously their only loss of the season, they feel they didn't play the best game of the year. They were really happy to bounce back and get this win. So was able to talk to Coach Furman after, and, and he said, once I talked to him after, he goes, you got to talk to Will Damascus. He's a four-year starter, and it's easy to understand why Coach Furman's so high on him and why he's had so much success. Here are those two. Here with head coach Jeremy Furman, BWAC champion head coach Jeremy Furman. Coach, it just has to feel good, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You know, we talked about a little bit ago, Brady. It's just you know, last week we stumbled, adversity hit us, and uh, – you know, we responded well. Um, I got a great group of seniors, Will Damasca, uh, Griffin Mayberry, Lucas Chapman, my offensive line, Dylan, Javi, all those guys. Um, and and uh, just we rallied together as a team, and uh, we did what we did tonight. And, you know, last week we got away from a little bit, and um, we just we dialed it in. And <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, yeah, you're right. It's great to be a BWAC champion. You know, I don't think you could have scripted a better start. You get a three and out. You know, Crosslex is one of the teams that wants to get the ball first. They want to score quick. They want to make you play from behind. And with your style of offense, you like to play with the lead. But you get the three and out and you score. You never trailed in this game. In fact, you may have left points on the board. But happy way, happy with how 
a complete game you guys played. Crosslex got a few, but hey, when two good teams play each other, that's going to happen. So you just have to be proud with the effort, consistent effort too. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's you know, defense. We challenge our defense. You know, it's like we, you know, you got to get some stops. You know, and uh, you know, we were, you know, we we missed a couple gaps we should have had and stuff. But um, Brady, I want I'd be remiss right now if I didn't take a second and. Uh, Joe Ramsey, uh, the big lineman for Croslex. Um, you know, Jared was on our, his older brother's on our staff, and uh, just my my heart goes out to Joe Ramsey and, and his family. Um, you know, if I know anything about the Ramsey family, he's going to buckle down, come back bigger and stronger next year. And uh, I just, uh, you know, my heart and thoughts go out to him, and uh, he'll rebound, he'll be back. And uh, but um, you know. With our guys tonight, I'm just, like I said, happy with how they perform more than anything else, how we handle the diversity, and, you know, we are a BWAC champion. Well, Coach, congratulations. Go enjoy it. I thank you. Here with North Branch's quarterback, Will Damasco, four-year starter, two-time BWAC champion. I just start off, has to feel good, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels good. I, after last week, we weren't sure what was going to happen. I knew. I mean, we all knew we had to recover hard. So it was good to see everybody come together after after last week. So it's fun. Offense humming, you come in 52 points a game. And while you only scored 35, you were very efficient. Basically, the only time you didn't find the end zone was when the clock was a factor. What makes it... What makes your offense so hard to stop and having such a senior-laden backfield, including yourself, four-year starter, what makes it just be so efficient? So let's start off last year. I mean, from last year to this year, I think we've only lost maybe two starters and moved a couple of guys around. So that helps a lot. It's basically the same guys two years straight. So it's all those reps. And then on top of that, we just have so many formations and so many variations of every play. So it makes it really hard for a team to prepare. Well, Will, congratulations. Go enjoy this one. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's a lot of reason to like what Will Damasca does. His numbers don't pop off the page, but Dennis, you've seen enough football, you've seen enough wing T football that you know timing is everything. Mm-hmm. If you can get guys the ball at the right time, if you can keep all the chaos under control, it makes a big difference. And it may not look like anything on film. It might not show up in the stat sheet. And you look at Will Damasca's stats tonight, and you go, and eh, they're all right, and we'll get to the individual stats, but... It makes such a big difference. It makes all the difference in the world when you have a quarterback you can trust and you can run the system. Yeah, you know, it's it's flashier sometimes when you have a one back and he rushes for 1,400 yards. But when you've got three, four guys all running for five to 800 yards, when you add it together, you did better than the team that had the guy with 1,400 yards. Yeah, and it's, hey, it's, the way they run it, it's very unselfish. And watching the play design and watching how North Branch's offense clicks, maybe I've just seen the best two North Branch performances because at least score-wise, it would indicate that. I saw them beat Almont 34-14, and I've seen them beat Croslex 35-21. Their offense is a thing of beauty. I want to get into the individual stats before I go to the team stats. For North Branch, Ryan Henney ran the ball 26 times for 260 yards and three touchdowns. That's efficient. Yeah. That's pretty darn that's, good. That's Hazen later's and stats. Here's the thing. The reason why he could do that were because of these next guys. Lucas Chapman, 14 carries for 81 yards. Aiden Swash, 12 carries for 56 yards. Each of them had a touchdown. Will Damasca, five carries for 36 yards. Pick your poison. Seriously, pick your poison. 
Who are you going to stop? Because, okay, you're, you're securing the edges more, so Chapman and Swash don't break up, break out for a huge run. But Ryan Henney runs up the middle, and he had a few big ones. He had the killer right after Cross Lex made it 28-21. He breaks off a 65-yard run to, to really put the game out of reach. I mean, Damasco only had to carry it five times, and he gets 36 yards that, on five carries. That's the one that jumps out at me, because if you would have told me that he was only going to have five carries. I would have doubled down on on, on Crosslex winning the game. Exactly. And here's the thing. Uh, they left a touchdown on the board right before the, the half. Will Damasca put it on a dime, and, and Griffin Mayberry couldn't come up with it. Now, he did make up for it. He intercepted Crosslex on the next drive, so... And at the end of the game, so, hey, he, he did a pretty good job of uh, mending for all that. But um, Croslex, Belly Grappi got his. 23 carries, 192 yards, and a touchdown. Now, if I coupled Will Damasco only getting five carries for 36 yards with Belly Grappi getting 23 for 192 and a touchdown, you would have tripled down on Croslex winning the game. But here's the difference. We'll go into the team stats. So, Belly Grappi had 192. Croslex as a team had 278. North Branch, as a team, went for 440. 433 was on the ground. And again, 35 yards were left out there. North Branch ran 62 plays. Croslex ran 39. North Branch had the ball for 33 minutes and 8 seconds. Crosslex had it for 1447. Big difference. And here's maybe the biggest one. Crosslex had 11 first downs. North Branch had 27. That's a lot. That's a lot of first downs. That is a ton of first downs. Crosslex essentially had two stops in the game. One at the end of the first half when North Branch was trying to hustle and they went for it on fourth and threw an incomplete pass. If there's five minutes left on the clock, I think they run it and they attack it differently. And they had one other stop that was aided by a holding. They got the first down on fourth, and a holding pulled it back, so they punted. Besides that, North Branch <laughs> wasn't stopped. I mean, you, ta- I, you ifs and buts, yeah, I know, but take away one holding call and North Branch never punts. Would you have, would you have thought in your wildest dreams North Branch would have, would have had one punt that really shouldn't have happened against Croslex? Not early in the season, but uh, as the season has gone on, um, Crosslex has suddenly been kind of vulnerable. Now, how much of this is no Joey Ramsey? Maybe a little, but I know he's a very good player, but he doesn't make up for 433 rushing yards. Okay, maybe they go for 375, but again, I don't – it does make a difference. Don't get me wrong. He's a very nice player. He's going to be playing on Saturdays. There's no mistake in that. But Joey Ramsey doesn't change the fact that Belly Grappi had, what, 75% of your yards? Doesn't change the fact that you passed for, as a team, 29 yards. I mean, it's cross-lex. I know they yeah. like to run the ball, and I know Belly Grappi's a big part. But even when he has a game, you expect at least, what, a bu- 100 buck 50 through the air. Yeah. With Can't that, go two with for that ten. group of receivers. And there are names that I haven't heard in, uh, in a few weeks. Two for ten throwing the ball. And I'll give North Branch's defense some credit. Yeah. 
Croslux got some, and they basically said, all right, Belly, Belly Groppy will get his. It's like in basketball when you have the one star and you go, okay, they'll score. Nobody else is scoring. Basically what they did, Gavin Espinoza, he had uh, six carries for 57 yards, and I think all 57 came on basically two carries. They're two touchdown runs. Yeah, it's, again, I go back. I saw the Pioneers back in week three. Probably their best game of the year. Maybe play one of their best games of the year. But that night, uh, Grappi only played the first half, but he had a huge first half, and he did his. But also that night, said Jackson Gonzalez's name a lot, said Trevor Soule's name uh, a lot. In fact, uh, on the last drive before halftime, uh, Soule was the drive. Right. And I think they threw to him twice tonight. And it, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know what's wrong with Cross Lex, but maybe we just need to give all the credit in the world to North Branch. They lose to Armada, and we kind of go, all right, North Branch. I mean, they beat Almont, but Armada took it to them. I mean, you, you look at these. It, it, this was an ass-kicking. It really was, and, and this is a game that could end up being played again. But, again, 440 to 278 total offense. And more than double the time of possession. 27 first downs, Dennis. That's a ton of first downs. And really, one stop for the Croslex defense. I think this North Branch offense has now absolutely solidified itself as legit, and I don't think there's any way to question it anymore. But it won't be easy for North Branch the rest of the way. They have three rivers. I think they go two, three rivers. Uh, I think it's at North Branch. Is it at North Branch? I don't know. They play three rivers. Uh, Even I asked Coach Furman what he could tell me about three rivers. He's like, I'm not even sure yet. I think they were so (laughs) focused on this game. And Croslex won't get away from the wing. T. Freeland comes to town next week. Yeah. Uh, Again, the top four in the BWAC beat the snot out of each other this year. They did. They did, and... Well, you can't really uh, can't really do anything now. I mean, we th- we think we know what's going on, and we have our champions because Armada beats Richmond twenty-seven to three. Armada gets its first claim to a BWAC title since two thousand and four. So basically, none of the kids were alive on the team <laughs> last time they won it. That's hey, we talk about breaking the streaks. That's a big one to do, and especially in a tough BWAC league like. Like, okay, I'm going to use Mooney as an example. For the most, they had basically two games in their league that they had to win. Shrine was a big one just because of the history, but on but Shrine paper, is not good this year. Yeah, Mooney is head and shoulders better than Shrine. So they had to beat Liggett when they were actually still good, and then they had to beat Everest, where Armada had Almont, Croslex, uh, North Branch. I'm mean, even going to throw Yale in there because Yale has proven they are an improved football team. They're not quite to that level, but they're not a gimme game where you just go, okay, cool, win. They've had a tough gauntlet schedule, and after that loss week three, you're kind of thinking, all right, they're a step behind the pack. That, but that, and that's the thing, though. Like, they lost early, and in that league with those teams, an early loss can be devastating. You it's, had to be per- loss, and you're looking at North Branch, Croslex, Almont. Is one of those teams even going to lose a game? Right. You know, and, and especially that night, you, you probably walked away going, wow, Crosslex might not lose a game this year. But as things unfolded, that, that this is what's wild about it. 
North Branch beats Crosslex. Crosslex beats Armada. Armada beats North Branch. Elmont can't beat North Branch or Armada, but they beat Crosslex. But was, I mean, the Armada-Elmont game was a coin flip that Armada made one more play than Elmont did. And I just, I don't know how to digest it. By the way, in the Armada-Richmond game, Richmond did get in the red zone four times, and you only come away with three points. That's frustrating. Um, It's a rivalry game, and you knew Richmond was a little healthier, so they were going to give it their best shot. But Armada is really starting to turn the tide in this rivalry. First time, at least in the recorded history, that Armada has won four straight against Richmond. They won three straight from 77, 78, and 79. But as far as I could tell, Armada has never beaten Richmond four straight times. And, 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 and Kyle re- Rowley's never lost to him. And, and remember when they had the overtime win back whenever it was, a few years back. Oh, when like, they, no, the walk-off field goal yeah, win that, in 2020. That, yeah, that, that was like, hey, did you hear what happened tonight? It was like, oh, my God. It wasn't, oh, my God, Armada's good. It's, what's wrong with Richmond? Yeah. And... It proved that proved to be, you know, it's funny looking back, not knowing as much as we knew then you look back at that season and yeah, you can kind of see the the seeds being planted for Armada in 2020. They lost to MLA city by a point, but that was an MLA city team that I think ended with a winning record. Yeah. Uh, MLA city was decent. They lose to cross Lex by uh, 33, but they almost beat North branch the next week. Hell, they gave Goodrich a run for their money in the playoff game. So hindsight being 2020, there were signs Armada was figuring out. Granted, back then we weren't as focused on the rest of the BWAC. But, yeah, Armada is starting to solidify itself. And, I mean, hey, a BWAC champion's one hell of a way to solidify yourself. Only one loss, and that was to Crosslex. So. So, so this is the 20th year of the BWAC. Yes. There have been nine different schools that have been a member of the BWAC. Yep. Eight of them have won a league title. That's really damn impressive. And in the last seven seasons, there have been six different teams to lay a claim to a BWAC title, and only two teams can say they've won it multiple times. Um, Yeah, and overall in the 20-year history, uh, six of the nine schools have at least two BWAC titles. Crosslex, Elmont, seven each. Yep. Six for Richmond. Two each now for North Branch, Armada, and Algonac. Mm-hmm. One each for Yale and KPAC. Emily City's the uh, one waiting. So, I mean, is there, is there another league in the state that has this level of parity? You know, I, again. We don't follow all We don't the teams. follow every. I know there's a lot of good leagues in the state. But usually there's a couple teams down. Like we were going through yeah. the MAC um, off the air and going basically, besides the five mainstays in the MAC red, Romeo, Dakota, Ike, Stevenson, and uh, who am I missing? Romeo, Ike, Chip Valley. Chip Valley. There's only been one other team ever to win the MAC red, yeah. and that's back in what, 93? One time, yeah, 93 or 94. Before Dakota was even a school. Yeah, Utica Ford won the MAC red, and they're the only non-traditional red team to win that league. And that's over the span of 30 years. So if anyone out there knows of another conference that has had that level of parity, heck, even what, eight different champions in 20 years? So let us know. 
because I don't think there is. And that's a testament to how good the coaches are right now in the BWAC and how good the programs are. Uh, Almont beat you 35-14, and just think about that. So you include right now the, the established guys. James Lusby, Jeremy Furman, Mike LeGrow, Kyle Rowley, all the established guys. Garrett Grumman's been in the league a while, and Yale has improved as the season's gone on. They are trending in the right direction. And we even like, Dave Brown has a lot of work to do, but he knows football. Yeah. And he's got a big task in front of him, but hey, maybe if you swap spots with him with another team, might be doing some damage. So the level of coaching in the BWAC is very high right now. There's not a lot of what the hell's going on situations. Yeah, and uh, and I got high hopes for Emily City uh, on Saturday to get that first win. Yes, yes. Uh, do you want to say much about the Almont uh, Yale game? Uh, this was kind of what I thought it might be. Uh, again, if it's at Yale Park, I think this is an even closer game. But the fact that it was down at Almont uh, and the, the Raiders are playing good the last three they weeks are. now, um, and and with the win over Crosslex, the, the, they. They, they had to feel like they need to beat Yale in this game. And 35-14 to 14 is, is kind of about what I was thinking. Yeah. Yale doesn't get embarrassed by any means. They play good competitive football. But Almont is never in any real danger of losing the game. Yeah. And Yale's a team that we hope, hey, in 2024, we're saying – Back in 22, we were seeing the signs of, of Yale starting to figure it out. Yeah, they, they don't want to hear about moral victories, but, uh, but Yale is going in the right direction. Yes, they are, and they still have a very good chance at the playoffs when they take on Lutheran North next week. Almont has a big test with Goodrich next week. But again, I, I, like, the, I like Almont playing Goodrich. I like Crosslex playing Freeland. I like Marine City going up against Duran. Three Rivers is a good game for North Branch. Let's get ready for the playoffs, and let's also find out in week nine how good we really are. Are we area good, or or are we state good? And a team that's trending towards being state good is Cardinal Mooney. 22-0 victory down at Whitmore Lake. And they set a school record as long as, as far as we know, for shutouts in a season. Yeah, th- this is their fourth shutout this year. Uh, and if you look back through it, Brady, they've never had more than three in a season. And one of the times, uh, I think it included a forfeit. Yeah, one it? of the times they did three. One of the games was a forfeit, so I don't even know if that actually counts. So, uh, but um, I think there was one other time where they got three legit ones. Uh, but uh, they got four legit ones this year. And when you look back at it, Liggett, who at that time they were scoring like 35 points a game. And they that was a dogfight. Like, that was a knockdown, dragout brawl on a yeah, hot they, Saturday. They had to get the shutout to win the game. Yeah. Because it was an 8 nothing football game. Uh, they shut out Shrine. Shrine uh, their all-time, all-time, all-time nemesis. Then Cabrini two weeks later. Cabrini uh, and now, going to Whitmore Lake. A 6-1 and and, Whitmore Lake out. team. And, and I'm going to throw another one at you, uh, Brady. Three of the four shutouts, road games. Yeah. And here's you want to know what Whitmore Lake scores were, how many points they'd put up in their six-game winning streak? 52-44, 36-34, 24-62. And then goose egg. 
Yeah, so I, I, I know we talk a lot about what Hazenlater is doing. And he, he, he's a big part of that defense, too. Yeah. But they have good players on that defense. Ryan Trombley, Andrew Nasser, among others, that help put this Mooney defense where it is. Hey, in their one loss, they gave up 43. They've given up 28 points in the seven other games. Yeah. In, in their seven wins, they have given up 28 points. Yeah. So they're playing good football. I, I, you know, I like Joe Canal came in in August or whenever we talked to him uh, and, and said, I think we have a good football team this year. And, and I'm glad to see that it wasn't just talk that they actually have a good football team this year. He's a straight shooter. Yep. Now, hey, now you got the prep bowl. And if you lose to Bishop Foley, Dennis Stuckey will disown all of you. Yes, yes. Uh, no matter how good you've been through the uh, first eight weeks, I'll never forgive you if you do not beat uh, Foley in the prep bowl. You'll have to go to Stuckey Confessionals. <laughs> and you'll have to figure out a way to atone for your sins. So go get them. All right. Uh, we still have some action in the thumb. Ubley keeps doing what they're doing. Uh, the, the We had one surprising result, and again, we'll have to tell you what Lettner did in the Peck CPS game on Thursday because it was just stupid. Yeah, uh, so uh, our final segment coming up in just a few moments. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Brady Beaton here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Marysville. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810-988. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. 
The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron school's journey is unique and special. I know I am supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. Port Huron schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron schools. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. They have the area's best selection of pickups and SUVs. And now Kaywood Auto is offering corrosion-free rust proofing. Call 987-3030. That's 987-3030 to make an appointment. Voted 2021 Best of the Best and President's Award winner plus 2022 Dealer of the Year, Kaywood Auto is open Saturdays 9 until 2. Visit www.kaywoodauto to make an appointment. Kaywood Auto has been serving the Blue Water area for over 100 years. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington, a family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. The uh, the GTC East played the GTC West tonight. The West was the home team in every game, and the uh, East uh, won most of them. Went 4-2, and two, and our number one ranked Ugly Bearcats are still our golden child because they have not lost a game yet this year, and it was never a thought. 42 nothing death taxes, ugly wins in running time. Yeah, uh, 42 nothing over USA, and I, I think this was the halftime score, and clearly they just... You know. It could have been 84 to nothing if they wanted it to be. <laughs> if we're, I mean, ugly's that damn good. And all I have left to hope for is they run into Cardinal Mooney, preferably in a regional or semifinal. Hey, the beach is back. Beach has never been gone except for <laughs> Ugly. Except for one week, yeah. Like this 28-7 I think is their second closest win. I think they beat the Cass City 30-14 to or something. And besides the, uh, the Ugly game, they have won every single game by double digits. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and but, they lose to Ubley forty-two to nothing. And, and, and the thing is, is uh, on the road at Bad Axe, and they held the uh, the Hatchets to seven. Yeah, that's I mean, pretty good. Because again, we talked about it. Bad Axe is one of the better teams over there. If we just eviscerate Ubley from the face of the earth, someone came in and said no football this year, no transferring either. We'd be talking about Beach like we are Ubley. Yeah, like. Just, We'd be getting excited about a, a beach Mooney game. Yeah. Like, it's it's got to be frustrating because beach is doing really well, yet they're playing second fiddle in their own backyard. Can we get to the best score of the night? We can get to the best score of the night. Cass City Redhawks, 56. Caro Tigers, nothing. So Love it. So our adopted GTC <laughs> East team, Car- or Cass City, Gets Dennis Stuckey's thumbs up for beating Caro. Yes. 
And again, for those of you who don't know, it's because Dennis started his career in Cairo, and he was glad to get out of Cairo. I was glad to get out of Cairo. That is the nice way to put it. Sandusky beats Reese 40-18, to and those are the wins. Now, here's the maybe the biggest eyebrow raiser of the night. Vassar 29, Marlette 22. This, uh, yeah, I, I saw that, and I was like, really? You're like, that's got to be backwards, right? Uh, but, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you, because I know Vassar's got a few wins, but they're against the, you know, the Reese's, the Caro's, and the USA's of the world who don't have good teams this season. Right. Um, uh, Vassar is anything but a powerhouse, and I was hopeful that Marlette was going to bounce back from the Cass City thing, but uh, apparently they did not. No, no, and like I know you thought Cass City would beat them, but I think that was more because you thought Cass City was better than Marlette, not Marlette being worse than you thought. And this is a game that I definitely thought Marlette was better than Vassar, but. I've been wrong before, and I was wrong tonight. This is a game that could cost them the playoffs. I, I'd have to look, but I don't know if five and four gets them in. And if they do, they need to go. Uh, they need to go send a thank you card to Memphis for co-oping with Landmark. Yeah, because that made them D five. And if they barely get in, that's going to be the reason why. But it's. Hey, they've lost now three of four, and you were feeling like Marlette could finish six and three and comfortably make the playoffs. Now you have to hold your breath. Yeah, I'm. I don't know what else to say about this one because I was totally blindsided by it. I I expected to come back and go, oh, Marlette forty eight, Vassar twelve. Yeah, that's really just being honest. <laughs> yeah, and it was a scoreless fourth quarter. Uh, Vassar got out to a 22 to 8 lead right before the half. Vassar actually scored with 3 seconds left to go in the half. And Marlette just couldn't quite catch them up. Marlette outgained Vassar 359 to 281. And it's just like, ah, they outrushed them 355 to 149. But Marlette had three turnovers. And that that'll kill you. And that's what happened tonight. Uh, the other score, Lakers 62, Memphis 0, and that's it for 11-man. Yeah, and that one, I mean, Lakers been really good. Uh, really, Champions of the West. Memphis and USA should have played each other, and Laker and Ubley should have played each other. But those sweet, sweet playoff points. I mean, it. hey, that, I, that, that, that's I, the reason why that didn't happen. I, I if we're know. Just being, and, and the schedule was made before the season. Right, so they, they didn't know that, but yes – Competitive-wise, a Laker-Ubly game would have been a lot of fun. Lakers D7, so that won't be a playoff game we could see. And Memphis-USA would have had more fun tonight playing a competitive game where one of them felt they had a chance to win. Right. Uh, Brown City gets the forfeit win. I know they wanted to try to get Oakland Christian, and I don't know if the Knights were the Lancers or whatever they're whatever medieval warrior they are, okay. uh, said no. And I think part of that is because that might be a playoff matchup. In yeah, that's uh, in a, in a couple of weeks they might actually have to play each other. So they get a one nothing win over Vandercook Lake. Yeah. Brown City does. All right. Now on to the biggest story for Mate Man. Peck 76, CPS 36. Now the end result doesn't surprise me too much, 
But the fact that with like two minutes to go in the half, it was 20 to 18 CPS, <laughs> and that's the final is a bit surprising. So and you're saying Peck had a big second half. Yeah. <laughs> Here are the stats for Caleb Lettner in the game. 298 yards rushing. That by itself would be a career day. Not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. Six rushing touchdowns. But wait, there's more. <laughs> one receiving touchdown, and we'll throw in one free kick return for a touchdown as well. Eight, so you're saying he had eight touchdowns. Eight touchdowns. So that's what, eight of their, did you do quick math, nine touchdowns, or no, 11 touchdowns. So two touchdowns were scored that weren't, Caleb Lettner, he is, I believe, within about, he's under 200 yards away for the record. I don't have the exact numbers, but I know he's close. And also, by the way, in in the game, another school record was broken because Lettner has broken the rushing touchdown and the rushing yards record set by Cody Abrego, which it took him 11 games to get there. It took Lettner eight and what is arguably now a stronger eight-man uh, conference or just eight man overall is yeah. stronger. Also, uh, Van Connett, the, a defensive end or a linebacker for a Peck, has now recorded 35 TFLs. That's a lot if you don't know. School record. The school record was 30.5. So he didn't just nussle past the finish line, he blew through it again with at least probably two more games to go. Yeah, he, he could get to 50. Like there's. Think about that. Yeah, I mean. Like, usually when you see school records, a lot of them are in years where teams play for state titles or semifinals because they get extra three, four games. And those are records being broke for Peck right now. Peck will play Deckerville next week, who beat Atherton 44-36. That was also a Thursday game. And New Haven, or excuse me, North Huron beat Merritt 40-28. And, Dennis, I will check one more time I for just you. looked. And there's no K-Pack no score. No K-Pack score. So, K-Pack may or may not have played. I don't know. They've had games on the wrong dates before. Maybe. Yeah, they, maybe they're playing a Saturday game. And I don't usually know. K-Pack's good about reporting their scores. Yes. This is the first time we haven't had a K-Pack And this is score. a game that I expect they're going to win. Yes. So, anything else? No Saturday games for you to d- this week. We'll have the Prep Bowl next week. Um... Yeah, Emily City does play on Saturday against uh, Science and Math. And a, a chance to win a game. Yeah. For Emily Although City. Sci- Science and Math does have, what, three wins this three year? They're three and four, but, yeah. again, if you flip the two I teams. I don't think they play the same schedule that Emily City plays. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they've seen a North Branch or an Armada or an Almont or a Croslex or a Yale at all. No. So, go Spartans and... Well, Dennis, the conference season is over, and do we know much more than we did at the beginning of the year? I in the BWAC, I don't. I think I it's got, nice. I got four good teams, and if they lined up and played again tomorrow, I don't know who's beating who. And I think the and biggest some of them may line up and meet again. Is we soon. knew North Branch was going to be solid. We knew Cross Lex. This was kind of the prove it year for Armada to say, hey, it wasn't a one year wonder. And not only have they done that, they've passed with flying colors, winning a BWAC title. They didn't just live up to last year; they surpassed last year. Yeah, uh, and I, again, um, I didn't think 
at the – well, I mean, you never look at it and go, oh, we're going to have ties for championships. You always look and go, well, who's the clear-cut winner here? And there was no clear-cut winner here. There were four teams that could have won, and two teams did. Yeah. <laughs> That's about it. I mean, and I'm sure you can play the if or buts, ifs and buts game. What if, you know, uh, Almont scores against Armada and they win 16-14? Because they had the ball in the red zone. That's the what-if game you could play. What if Yale pulls off the miracle upset against Crosslex? What are we talking about the, the Bulldogs then? And just What are we saying about Crosslex then? Yes, exactly. Because, yeah, we'll, again, we'll dive more back into this uh, on next Tuesday's show. But, yeah, I mean, so, the, the Mac went... Basically, as expected, outside we didn't know it was a coin flip between Northern and High, but we knew they'd take a step back. We just didn't know how far. But yeah, overall the BWAC, I it's a lot of fun. Uh, that's that's all. It's a lot of fun to cover because it is so unpredictable. But we've got Northern, PH, Marine City, North Branch, Armada, Mooney, Ubley, uh, Peck. And if they had a league, Brown City would have won it. <laughs> King of the Independence. So we officially eight uh, area teams with uh, state championships, and and I don't think we cover eight leagues. League championships. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, and Mooney, can can we claim two if Mooney wins the prep bowl? You can only claim the league championship if they win the prep bowl. I don't know what that is. That's the they won the prep bowl. Yeah. Well, isn't that the Cardinal Division Championship or whatever? Isn't that what they call it? You're looking at me like... uh, You're the Catholic League guy. Yeah, I graduated in 86. The teams that were in the Catholic League in 86 don't exist anymore. I know. It's uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's fun. Go back and look at Mooney's schedule in like 1997. They they play like one team that exists and it's CPS. Um, (laughs) But... Anyway, I'm tired. I'm getting slap happy, so we better end this show sooner rather than later. Then why don't I do this? From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.